All right, don't be alarmed. It's another sports podcast. This is Jeff and Caleb in the evening. We got a big, jam-packed episode of football. We're going to start off with week two, week two recaps and then NFL pickums for week three. And then we go into our segments, Time to Panic, some teams that are 0-2 that we might be worried about, and then contenders or pretenders. We got a good one. Caleb, how are we feeling? We're feeling good, man. Excited. Excited, yeah. Episode Excited. one. Good weekend of football. Good weekend, good of, weekend football. of football. Great weekend yeah. of football. Especially the last couple two weeks with those. If you were watching Red Zone, yeah. the witching hour, man. Unreal. 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 So let's get into the week two recaps. Caleb, over some games that kind of peaked your eye. Man, I can't talk about week two without Miami versus Baltimore. I Unreal. mean, Tua, 469 passing yards and six tutties. Uh, Tyreek Kill, 190 receiving yards. Jalen Waddle, 171 receiving yards, sharing four of those six uh, TD passes by Tua. Could you guess the three, the top three passers in the NFL right now? No, I could not. Well, if I had to guess, I would say Allen, Mahomes. You know the big names. The big names. You know those are those are four and five. Four and five. As you said, your boy Tua is leading the NFL in passing. Nice. If you could believe it. And then it's yeah, Carson Wentz. Weekend. Carson Wentz. Okay, that is a shocker, but this commander's offense, man. Carson Wentz. Turning heads, man. <laughs> Turn it, Turning heads. heads. No one went to their training camps. No one went to, you know, no one went to their preseason practices. This was the team that they were expecting a year ago. And then Curtis Samuel got injured. Mm. And then stuff went down the drain with Antonio Gibson. But this is the yeah. team, Carson Wentz. I don't know if he's a fraud or not. <laughs> I don't know if he's a fraud or not, but he could get it done. And then your third league leader in passing is Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Zach Flacco. Wilson's backup? Yeah. Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. Is this 2012, man? 2012. The, the other question is, is Joe Flacco elite? That's a segment for another day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a segment for another day. But, you know, it was week two also had the great old rivalry between mm. – Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. That game got chippy. That game got sure. chippy. It got really chippy. It did. Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore suspended a game going into week three, so that's something to take into consideration mm-hmm. once we're doing our pickums and those sports oh. betters out there. And they play Green Bay. Big game. Two under- big or no. game. Yeah, big game. Big game. So, And I also want to highlight the Thursday night football game. Mm. Chargers-Chiefs. It was a heartbreaker for the Chargers. Heartbreaker for your... Los Angeles Chargers. Wish it was San Diego. The biggest highlight of that game was Justin Herbert had a rib injury. Man, but he dotted. Dotted. He, dotted that, last he play, that was all heart, all mm. heart from him. Mm. And he's day to day as of now. Yeah. So he is likely to play week three. He has been throwing in the practices. So it's up to the, it's up to the coaches if Chase Daniel will make the start on Sunday against the Jaguars. And the Jaguars defense hasn't been too terrible i mean we had a couple we had a couple (laughs) blown leads and browns are highlighting one of them yeah man just that defense late in games mental errors it's costly man joe flacco elite (laughs) question mark (laughs) could he no maybe not but also the the other blown lead was the raiders yes kyler murray getting it done the second half and an ot is this something to be worried about? Possibly. Possibly. We'll discuss. We'll, we, will discuss we will discuss in a couple minutes we will. where it is. And then the Packers really just doing their thing against the Bears. It's not mm-hmm. even a rivalry at this point anymore. It's not, man. And the big news cables love the Bears at Lambeau night games, prime time. 
But man, Bears just getting stomped. Bears just getting stomped. <laughs> and speaking of getting stomped, it was the Tennessee Titans. The as they got man, curbsided by the Buffalo Bills, who are looking like the runaway favorites for the Super yeah, Bowl. They're the team to beat. Josh Allen, eight touchdown passes already coming into week three. Man, it's big time. Juggernaut. So now that we have our week two rundown, mm. let's get into our week three pickums. This is going to be fast. Yes, this sir. is going to be serious. Let's get it going. Caleb, who do you got for week three? Week three, Thursday night game, Steelers at Browns. I got the Steelers, man. I got the Browns on this one. Who's got the better rushing team? That's my thing, and that's me. That's Nick Chubb. Second game, we got Saints at Panthers. I'm picking Saints. Saints. Man, Baker Mayfield playmaking abilities. Without a doubt. Questionable, to say the least. All right, next we got Texans at Bears. Man, I got the Bears at me home. Too. But definitely lowest scoring game of the week. All right, we got Chiefs at Colts. I got the Chiefs on a runaway. Chiefs, without a doubt. And then we got the Bills at Dolphins. This is the game of the this week. This is the game of the week, this man. The of the and week. I got the Dolphins, man. Wow. Short really? week for the Bills. Injuries in the secondary. This is it. You just need Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. All right, next we got Lions at Vikings. And, man, I'm going with the Vikings on this one. Rough week. Darius Slay giving Justin Jefferson fits. I'll wait for him to have a breakout game in this one. I'm going to go Vikings. Do you want to know who leads the NFC in scoring? If you say Detroit, It's man. the Detroit no, Lions, and that is why I'm going man. with the Lions for this matchup. Even though they might be at home, they're going to get their win. It's nasty. it's nasty. I got the Lions. It's going to be a close game. All right. Bengals at Jets, man. And I'm going Bengals on this one, man. I'm going Bengals, too. No way. Look for the defending AFC champions to get their first win of the season. All right. Raiders at Titans. I'm going Raiders. You know, the Titans' injury situation is bad right now, so... Uh, the Titans and the Raiders are a team of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but I got to go with the Raiders <laughs> on this one, too. Uh, it could be close. The Titans just not looking good. All right, now we got Eagles at Commanders, and I'm going Eagles. Man, the Commanders' offense, though, turning heads. They're I'm, turning heads. That is why I'm going Commanders. All right, next we got Jags at Chargers. Chargers, yeah, come on. Mu- without much explanation, I'm going at Chargers. At home. <laughs> All right, next we got Rams at Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals. Rams. Rams? For me. Absolutely. Alright, I'm think I'm thinking Kyler Murray's gonna win that game with his legs like he did against the Raiders, so I'm going Cardinals. He could. Next we got Falcons at Seattle. I'm going Falcons, man. Same here. Alright, Packers at Tampa. I'm going Packers. Interesting. I'd go I'm going Bucks on this one. Alright, Niners at Denver. I'm going Niners. Passing game. Passing game just got better. Has been struggling. It's been bad. All right, next we got so-called America's team, them boys, the Dallas Cowboys in New York, taking on the undefeated, Daniel Jones-led, New York Giants. And, man, no doubt I'm going Cowboys. Cowboys, <laughs> yep. It's I hate to say, but I'm going Cowboys. surprising how the Giants are 2-0 right now. Yeah. Which then leads into our next topic. All right, it's time to panic. There are about six... 0 oh, and 2 teams, mm. if I'm correct. Yes. There. Yes. Yes. 6 0 and 2 teams. Last year, no 0 oh, and 2 teams made the playoffs. Since 2020, 18 teams have started 0 oh, and 2, and none, none, none have made, have made the, the playoffs. So, one. which 0 oh, and 2 teams are to be worried, written off, or possibly still have hope? Mm. Kicking us off, you know, this is the biggest. This is kind of the headline of. Uh, the AFC right now is the Bengals, 0-2. And um, in terms of panicking, I would say not yet. Like, give them some time. I'm not you panicking know? with not them Not panicking whatsoever. No. You know, Joe Burrow's not looking comfortable in the pocket, but, you know, that's nothing new leading back to last year and last year's postseason. 
Um, you know, but their problems at the O-line, like, those are things that can be fixed, you know? Like, that's not, like, you know, it can be fixed. It so. can be fixed, can be and fixed. the only reason I'm not panicking on them is because that division is still wide open. Definitely. The Steelers are a question mark. Steelers are a question mark. Ravens, so-and-so, we'll see, but it's going to be, it's it's a wide open division, that's for sure. Next up, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Um I'm saying it's not time to panic on the Raiders. I'm riding them off. You're riding them I'm off? I'm riding them off. Man, they're in position to beat the Cardinals last weekend. And costly mistakes in the second half led to Kyler Murray's resurrection in the second half to bring them back and win an OT. But um, And also with the Chargers, man, they they had the last possession going in, to, in that game in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, they had a chance. They had a chance to win it, but two sacks on Derek Carr. They did, but that. I'm still I'm only writing them off because you got the Chargers and the Chiefs in your division. Those are two really good teams. I even think, with I think Herbert on a question mark. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I'm giving the Chiefs some credit here. Yeah, that's true. I'm giving the Chiefs some credit here. They're two and zero. People are start. The people thought they were going to do terrible. There was yeah. people like the Chargers are going to run away with the AFC West. You still got to know who's that quarterback here, and you still got to you have the best tight end in the game receiving the ball even though he hasn't got a whole lot of action it's just Mahomes is getting it done yeah. and the defense grant hasn't been terrible against the chargers i mean they did have that great pick six unfortunately i cried a little inside <laughs> on that but i'm i'm writing the raiders off for sure it's this when you got those teams two teams in your division and you also got the dolphins looking good and you also have the bills looking good there's only so many wild card spots to go around and it's not going to them and we still have the Bengals in this division as well next up we got the colts you want to answer this at the same time ready one two three right off yes right them off <laughs> right off need, need we say more colts yeah. are oh and one. Oh one and one. Oh one and one <laughs> yes okay colts are getting rid off but that division is still open i don't know that division is still open for sure all right next we got titans also want to answer this three two one wait i'm actually not writing them off. oh okay i'm let's actually hear, not hear writing them off because that division is also still wide open mm. it's so wide open and when you got the jacksonville jaguars leading the division it's question marks and tennessee granted they made the playoffs the past couple times and they haven't looked good they were the one seed they, they were, were the, the one, one seed. seed granted rankings don't matter in the playoffs, you can get trumped by any other team out there. That's a lower seed. The Bengals showed that last year. But the Titans, they got 16 more weeks to turn it around. All I'm going to say is the Titans came into Monday's game as the second-worst rushing team in the NFL. And as a team that has Derrick Henry as their running back, that's just atrocious. That's just like yeah. unacceptable. It is bad. And with uh, Taylor Luan out too, it doesn't do any any other favors for both sides of the ball. But I'm still not writing the ten- the Tennessee Titans out. All right, next up we got the Carolina Panthers. Gone. Writing them. I'm writing them off. Of all the teams in this, this is the team that I'm sure most fans can agree it's time to write them off. Yes. Baker Mayfield is on pace for his career career worst in several categories qb rating completion percentage passing yards per game yards per attempt and he's also tied for the most fumbles at quarterback it's tough it's tough yeah and they have a hot take here they might be going zero and five their next three games are the saints the cardinals and the 49ers it could be a possibility 
I don't know how many games. How many? I don't know if they're home or away. On me for not doing enough homework for that one, but they they're playing three really good teams. One thing you can say is they have the worst quarterback in all those matchups. They do, yeah, all the worst quarterback. I mean, Jameis Winston, Grant, he's a little questionable going into Week Three here, dealing with a with a foot injury. Who knows? But still, that Saints, even with Jameis out, it could be Andy Dalton, mm. and he's shown that he can hold hold the horse pretty well. He's a vet. He's a he's vet. A veteran. So the Panthers might have a great chance of going zero and five. They might win one of those games at max. Next up, we got the Houston Texans. It's tough because I love David Mills. Mm. I think David Mills has shown a lot of promise of last year. He picked it up right, picked it up right when the starter got injured, and he's been good. So, it's it's not a write off, but the eraser is right there. You know what? The Texans have been in a rebuilding stage, and even in this rebuilding stage, they managed to tie the Colts in their division. And also, they almost beat the Russell Wilson Broncos. So, I'm going to say it's not time to panic, but I'm also going to say that expectations aren't high for this team. No, obviously they're not year. high. Obviously not. I agree with that. Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons. This is a write-off for me. Mm. Even though, I mean, the Falcons look good. They have, mm. statistically going into week three, the t- a top 10 scoring offense. I'm also going to say that even though they arguably have one of the worst rosters in the league, they came close to being two of the best defenses. They lost all by one possession games. And hypothetically, if they played the Browns and Carolina, say, for the first weeks, they very well could be undefeated right now. That's very true. So I'm I'm going to go no on riding off. You're not Falcons. riding off the Falcons? Not yet, no. Uh, the only reason I say yes on a write-off is because their defense is so bad. Atrocious. It is terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's unreal they have probably have the most points against on a defense against offensive teams in the nfl yeah that's ballparking that's not me even looking at it all the but the thing is their offense it's promising even without a full kyle pitts because he's been nowhere Nowhere. in the first two weeks (laughs) concerning but all these games even though they were down to the rams they came back only lost by one possession it had to it had to come to a clutch Jalen Ramsey interception to seal it off, but it's a tough write off for me. But I there's a lot of hope because no one started. I think the NFC, the Atlanta Falcons, are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Agreed. And the fact that they are losing one possession games like this, this is impressively bad, Agreed. to say the least. Agreed. So now we talked about the zero and two teams. We'll talk about the two and zero teams. Which one of these are contenders, and which are these pretenders? The 2-0 teams, so far, my con- my f- top contender is the Buffalo Bills. It, this one's a given. They've been looking like the clear runaway favorite for the AFC ever since they set foot and knocked the Super Bowl champs out on to their floor. Yeah, man. The Bills have a league best at a plus 55-point differential for, through the first two games. I think that pretty much is, tells you all you need to know about this team. I mean, the next closest teams are the Chiefs and the Bucks, who are also undefeated. And their point differential is at plus 26. That's a massive margin. <laughs> massive margin. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous how good they've become over the past two to three years. They have had the tools. We're not going to talk about the playoff coin flip. Mm. That's getting changed, though, by the way. That's getting, oh, is that's, it? Yeah. Oh, getting wow. changed where I think 
if you lose the coin toss, you still have a chance to score. Rightfully so. Next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a big-time contender, even with Tom Brady and all these weapons that they have. Even though a lot of them are out, you got Mike Evans suspended. Chris, Chris Godwin's Godwin. coming off of a ACL injury. But you got Julio Jones, and reports say that he has been the Atlanta Falcons Julio Jones. And if he has Atlanta Falcons Julio Jones, then this team is very promising, along with Russell Gage, who has a high target share from Brady. One surprising thing about this team, though, is the Bucks have scored the fewest points of the undefeated teams. Does that mean that their offense isn't going to get it done against these other contenders, like, say, for Green Bay this weekend? No, not at all. I, I think they're going to get it done. They play up to their potential. They were playing down to the Saints, but you know what was so darn good was their defense. They have one of the best defenses in points scored in the NFL right now. It is no reason to panic for them about the low-scoring offense and Brady going through personal reasons. It, it He doesn't bring that to the field. He is going to lead this team to a playoff once again, and then he'll retire. I'll bet the house that he's going to retire next year. There's no way in heck that he's going to stay in the league. No way. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs, which actually a lot of fans, since dating back to last year's playoffs, like this team more than the Buffalo Bills. That's true. This, but since they lost, I think the Chiefs and the Buff, that's going to be a potential AFC West championship potential again it won't be in the divisional this round but it's going to be this is going to be a rivalry for the next four to five years for sure yeah I'll definitely look for the chiefs to or sorry definitely look for the bills to come on top in this year in mm -hmm. my opinion all right next up we got the philadelphia eagles out in the nfc east are you considering them contenders i'm considering them contenders man um jalen hurts now that he is aj brown man that passing game is electric and they have like they have the best offensive line in football. Man, they impressed me on Monday night against the Vikings. Especially Darius Slay shutting down, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league being Justin Jefferson. And with Dak Prescott being out for the foreseeable future, look for the Eagles definitely to build um a pretty big margin in the divisional rankings in the NFC East. I got the Eagles as pretenders. Oh. I got them as pretenders, and here is why. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL. The easiest out of any team. They barely won week one against Detroit. Minnesota Vikings, granted, let's give them that, but are the Minnesota Vikings a good team? All in all, probably not. They got the Commanders, and then they got the Jaguars, and then they got the Cardinals, and then the Cowboys. If there's no real playoff teams in this schedule, it will be, it'll be playing, interesting to see them play the Cardinals, though. Definitely. I think it could be. I think that'll be a make or break game for them, solidifying as contenders. I also. agree. A couple of playoff teams who played the Packers week 12, and that's pretty much it. They play only one, one, maybe two playoff teams. But in these, in this, looking, looking at this schedule based on last year, there's only four playoff teams in there. They, they are pretenders for me. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins right in the hype right now after their comeback win against Baltimore. I got them as contenders. I got them as contenders, too. It's really simple. To a, the offense is fitting. McDaniels' yeah. offense, it's fitting well. People are saying, oh, we underthrew two of those bombs. <laughs> 40 yards. I mean, you're, you're throwing to Tyreek Hill, the fastest man in the NFL, and there were still touchdowns, bottom line. 
honestly, regardless of what Tua does, that narrative will follow him for the rest of his NFL career. Narrative will follow. And for people, I was just, the only thing I'm worried about is the run game, but that's a pass offense. When you got Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, Hill, it's like LeBron and Kyrie in the 2016 finals. It's unbelievable. They are contenders. They're a team to watch out for, and they could be winning the East. Next up, the New York Giants. Don't want to speak for both of us, but I'm going to say that they are definitely a pretender. They are 100% pretenders. The fact that they're 2-0 and is mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. And when they play the Cowboys on Monday Night Football on primetime, look for them to definitely be exploited by the Cowboys' defense for sure. It is. It's a, It's weird seeing them at 2-0 and with the Eagles. They have 20 less points for from the Eagles in the standings. 20 less. That's a decent amount. They got... The Packers coming up in week five, too. So they're going to get shown who they are, and it's going to be bad. And they're going to go back to the regular New York Giants. But the only thing that's promising is Saquon Barkley. Saquon. That's good news. Honestly, that's just good for the league. Yes. That's just good for the league that he's healthy and, you know, being productive. Like, everyone, like, knows that he could, you know. He is a big reason of why the Giants are 2-0. Definitely. He's He leads the league in rushing. Hmm. and against the Chicago Bears, that could be questionable. But, I mean, against the Carolina Panthers and Tennessee Titans, he ran all over them. He's going to have a tough matchup against the Cowboys, I think, an even tougher matchup against the Bears, and then Week 5 at Green Bay. The environment speaks for itself. All right, those are your contenders or pretenders, but I like to add in this segment, writing the paper, passing the note, the NFL rumors Caleb's going on this on the fly. He hasn't seen this one. But since Dak Prescott has been out, Cooper Rush has been filling in, and against the Browns, he did fairly well. So there's a quote that Jerry Jones that told reporters today that he would welcome a Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush quarterback controversy. That has mean he said that that means he'd we'd won, Jones said. Wow. Is it that bad that Dak Prescott has to compete with Cooper Rush? Man, that definitely blows my mind. Honestly, I feel like a lot of analysts have definitely always like had this narrative on Dak Prescott that he's not as good as his contract says he is. And um, yeah, man, Cooper Rush stepping in big time, playing fairly well, like you said. That would be interesting. To be honest, I definitely would have Dak Prescott winning that QB matchup or competition, whatever you want to call it. But just the fact that Jerry Jones even opened up that discussion, that's pretty surprising. Once again, yeah, this is one big speculation now. But the fact that these guys, that Jerry Jones, this might be all for media. This might be all for you got the biggest revenue team out there, anything to just get the Cowboys on screen. It's kind of eyewash in my opinion, but this could not even, this is like maybe 10% of a chance that could happen. 10%. But the fact that he's intriguing this option, this should piss off Dak Prescott. 100%. This should make him very upset. 100%. Man, it's not an NFL season without some Cowboys drama, though. You know what I mean? I know. But that's week three coming up. We're going to switch gears a little bit. We'll get into some college football right now. You're rubbing your hands like you're ready for this. I don't know (laughs) if I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. All right. A little bit of college football. There's some, we'll talk about one thing. Obviously, the playoff seeding got expanded 
from uh, at 2026 from four teams to 12 teams, which is big, controversial. But with the four teams, we want to talk about who might finish in a final playoff spot. And obviously, there are more a lot of teams up for grabs for this. We know who's going to be the top two teams, top one team even. And it's going to be Georgia is looking like they might defend their national championship. But who's going to be those three and four teams? Like you said, Jeff, Georgia definitely consensus number one. I don't think anyone's arguing that. No college football fan that knows what they're talking about is going to argue that. You got Alabama at number two with Bryce Young, obviously reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And then we also... Currently, we have your Ohio State Buckeyes at three and Michigan at four. I'm going to argue this and say, in the right scenario, I got USC squeaking in at four. No. And on top of them, I'm going to go Oklahoma, man. No. I'm going to go Oklahoma. Even though the Lincoln-Riley era is over, he was a little toxic over at Oklahoma. Man, He's not toxic at USC, no, man. Not. Everyone loves USC him. USC is very promising right now, but they're not going to get a fourth seed. No Hear way. me out. Hear me out. In the Big Ten, specifically the Buckeyes, still have yet to play Michigan. That's their last game of the season. I'm saying if Ohio State loses to Michigan, they also have to play Penn State too. If Ohio State loses any of those games and USC beats Utah, I'm saying USC Utah. 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 Oh my gosh. If you're referring to Utah, a Pac-12, to two Big Ten teams, you're out of your mind. I'm just saying, if USC is undefeated and beats Utah, they make a legit case. And at the end of the season, they have Notre Dame in the Cauley. If USC beats Notre Dame in the Cauley, I'm saying USC squeaks in. in the Stop floor. hyping up Notre Dame. The Notre Dame hype is gone. They are 1-2, and two, and they barely beat Cal. If this is your level, I'm sorry. No, there's no way USC is going to be making this. You guys play one ranked team. One ranked team in your, in your standings. Ohio State, they've already played one, and they got Wisconsin coming up. They got Penn State coming up, and they got Michigan coming up. Is, is Wisconsin ranked? Wisconsin was, but now they're not. They're 2-1. and one. But you got more ranked teams, and you got and you got Michigan. You talk about that Michigan Ohio State game. You forgot one big factor. It's at the shoe, where at home, everybody hates Michigan. I don't think you need to be even arguing about Ohio State getting a fourth seed. It's Ohio State. Hopefully, you better not hope USC makes a fourth seed, and Ohio State for some reason one or USC makes a three seed and they're a two. All I'm saying, man. Last year, University of Duck, University of Oregon Ducks comes into the shoe, and C.J. Stroud looked shook, man. Ducks came in there and won. I think the whole narrative around the shoe, man, I'm looking for Michigan to come in there, and Harbaugh, baby. Harbaugh's no. going to come in there, and he's going to get a dub. My USC Trojans are going to come in to beat Utah and remain undefeated, bold claim, undefeated the rest of the season in the Pac-12, have Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, come into the Cauley, and I'm looking for USC to win that game, and I'm looking for USC to squeak in the fourth seed. I'm thinking USC's looking lethal. No. See, uh, CJ Stroud was up for a Heisman last year, and you're, t- you're basing Caleb it Williams. off of one. Caleb Williams. You're basing it off of one game. 
What was their What There's was their record no last year? Did they make the playoffs last year? Ohio State. No, because they lost to Oregon and then Michigan. They made the I, Rose it takes, Bowl, though. It takes one. It takes one. Hear me out. They Penn State beats them, and then they play Michigan at home. If Michigan wins that game, and if Penn State beats them, and USC remains undefeated and beats Here's the Utah difference. and Notre Dame. Here's the difference between Ohio State losing one and USC losing one. Ohio State, if they lose one to a Big Ten team, regardless, hopefully not Michigan, even if they lost to Notre Dame, they don't go down too much. USC lose ones to a Pac-12, like a slappy Oregon State team, it's that stock plummets. It's just the competition level between Big Ten and the Pac-12 don't even resonate. But I think USC is head and shoulders above the Pac-12. You know what I mean? I agree with that. I think they're the favorites of the Pac-12. It's just you got to look at the strength of the schedule, and that's why the college football playoff coming out, these rankings – they don't matter right now. It's all about the college world playoff rankings that matter and what really sets the tone for what teams deserve to be in or not. And if USC does beat Utah, good. That's I hope they do. They should beat Utah. They should beat Utah. They should beat Utah. But if they don't, you can see them in the bottom. But I mean it gives chance it gets like in 2026 12 team playoffs it gives teams like usc and oklahoma a chance to play in the playoffs 100 percent, yeah i'm excited for that it's gonna be good yeah it will be it'll be it's it's honestly it's a long time coming honestly really long time coming the top four playoff seeds favor sec schools and big 10 schools definitely i mean i can't even remember the last time a pac-12 school i can't name a pac-12 school since what marcus mario's ducks that have been in that before the playoffs even guess got who they lost to no Buckeyes. <laughs> they, they they lost to the third string cardell jones Cardo michael jones. thomas joey bosa marshawn Lattimore, ohio state buckeyes but yeah it's been a while it's been a while it's been a while you guys the rose bowl is more suitable for you guys <laughs> just wait just you wait. guys even make the rose bowl last year well yeah last year they were atrocious no lincoln riley man you'll see us in the big 10 and You'll see that we're legit. All right. Will I see you guys in the Big Ten? Yes, I will. <laughs> will I see you guys in first place? Probably not. We'll see. Man, that'll be Lincoln Riley's third year with USC. I mean, in one season, in one offseason, they turned they turned the offense into a juggernaut compared to last year when they were 4-8, and eight, I believe. Man, just give them two more years. Get some transfers for the defense. Get some Cali recruits. Have them stay home. Legit. All right. Well, the college football rankings come out in a couple weeks, I think, so we'll see from there. That is all we have on today's show. I want to thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week. Well, it'll probably be a little more college football, but we'll definitely throw in some baseball. Postseason coming up. We'll talk about the Dodgers. We'll talk about the Braves. We'll talk about the Angels. They missed their second. They missed their eighth consecutive postseason. It's shocking. Shocking that they have the two best players and they missed. We'll talk all about that. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see ya.